welcome to episode 82 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm your host, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by David, master of the Baja Blaster, Becker. Let me blast your Bajas, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. (laughs) And, (laughs) And joining us again, finally, he's returned. Aaron Daddy Ha. <laughs> what? Holy. <laughs> I don't think this is the podcast I signed up for. I thought this was a Aaron all gotta, ages appropriate. You got to do your homework, Aaron, on I, the podcast. You got And after really both just... these introductions, I just I don't know where this is headed tonight. <laughs> You gotta go deeper into the lore of the podcast. You're really missing some well, some info from last week. I, I guess let, I am. No, nope, because... nope, I'm not even gonna let you finish it because I know what's gonna what the sentence is gonna end with. <laughs> it's gonna be like, well, if the podcast was up, maybe I would. Uh, listen. It, yeah, it's not. It's not like I wasn't uh, looking for it. It's up now. Throughout the week. God dang it! It's up now, guys. We got a Star Wars-filled episode for you all today. I'm a big fan of them stairwares. I think we're all big fans of stairwares. And uh, we're going to be doing a lot of Star Wars-type things uh, throughout the episode. But first, obviously to commemorate the release of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Which we'll talk about later. But first... We're going to talk about our favorite Star Wars moments. This could be I can lead. I can lead. Oh, you can lead? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can lead. Because I want to say it and get it out there before maybe one of y'all try to snatch it from me. But you probably won't. But okay. one of my favorite moments is from episode two. Which everyone's like, oh, episode two. Like, Jake's already rubbing his head like, ah, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. My favorite moment, because Yoda was obviously my one of my favorite characters growing up. Mm-hmm. And still is, but just because Yoda's awesome. I don't know why I liked Yoda so much. But in the, in the old movies, in 4, 5, and 6, Yoda's very old. He's more the guiding. But in the, in the trilogy 1, 2, and 3, he's all young and, well, young for Yoda. So my favorite Star Wars memory is watching Yoda fight Count Dooku in episode two because it was the most craziest lightsaber fight I thought I ever saw at the time. I was just like blown out away. And then how Count Dooku is like Yoda's old Padawan. I'm just like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? It's wild. That is true. Has anyone ever brought up the fact that Yoda is 900 years old or so in episode 2? And he's like he's, all agile. And then in episode 5, he's like a crotchety old man. And it's they, only they 30 just years later. age really fast. You know, it's just, it's like exponential <laughs> like that. It's like, yeah, he's like totally fine up to 900. But as soon as 930, oh god, I'm gonna die soon. <laughs> It's it's Whoa. the hell for his species, you know. Yeah. It's it's also, like it's like turning forty. Also, he took a lot of zaps from the emperor. That probably oh, isn't yeah. good on the aging zaps. process. Really disabled him there. Yeah, that's that's bad. He, he wrinkled. He wrinkled, and then this went downhill. <laughs> the wrinkles are where you really start to lose it as a person. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Aaron. 
You yeah. Got, you got a stairware moment? I'm I'm no I'm I'm gonna continue the prequel love. Oh no. Here yes. Because you know that's what we really need more of. Oh totally. So one one of my favorite Star Wars moments. I I love Episode Three. Yeah. General Grievous and Obi Wan fighting. Uh-huh. When he just kind of like breaks off his hands and then he has four lightsabers. He starts spinning them around. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Grievous is pretty all right. I wish he was kind of kind of in the you know movies more, but it's okay. I wish that fight didn't last like a minute. <laughs> and it's done. Yeah, but like, as like a was a nine. Yeah, nine at oh, the time. Yeah, totally. Top notch. Totally. But uh, best fight scene of all time. Yeah, of course. Nothing can compare. You're like, oh, get out of here with your old men banging their sticks together in episode four. I don't need that. I don't need <laughs> that. That's not what a lightsaber is. You, you, you know what's better than, like, two sticks? Four sticks? Five. Four sticks. Oh. Well, five total, yeah. 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 You know? You know? Sure. That's just... That's how math works. I mean, I guess if we're doing... <laughs> if we're doing prequels, we're doing prequels. Here we go. Phantom Menace. <laughs> see, see we, we're even hitting each of them. Yeah. You know? I just don't know how you guys couldn't include this one. Maybe the best thing in any of the Star Wars movies, too bad it's surrounded by garbage, is when they're all like, oh, we got a runway. I don't remember what happens. I don't remember the dumb plot point to it in the movie, but they're like, we got to go get to this part of the hangar or whatever, and the door just opens, and then there's Darth Maul, Duel of the Fates kicks in, and it's like, da 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 it's like, oh my god, and then he finally shows that he has a two-sided lightsaber, and you're like, yep. Yeah, but you know you know what's better than than four sticks? Three. Is is it's five sticks, so... Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess my... I have four there, too. Yeah, I always forget about Qui-Gon Jinn. But yeah. Ev- yeah. Everyone does. Liam, ne- Liam Neeson? Yeah. The, 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 the movies forget that, about... That is, that is one... That is one movie that where Liam Neeson's character actually dies. Yeah, spoilers for like, Star Wars episode. One. Okay, you need spoilers. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm gonna move it on to episode six. We're we're gonna hit all of them now. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm taking episode six. So you don't have to you and I hope Aaron takes That's episode fine. five. Which I is your favorite movie of all time? Six. I, I like episode six is fine. It's just it's, wow. a, it's a movie. All right, here we go. It's gonna be when um, Han Solo is defrosted from the kryptonite, and <laughs> the kryptonite, <laughs> huh? Huh? The kryptonite, huh? Not kryptonite. Sorry, a carbon carbonite. Yeah, yeah. What's it? What is it? Carbonite. Yeah. Yeah, David, how can you not get all these fictional minerals correct, you know? This, this is probably, you know what? One of them is they're both green. They're both Superman. green and probably from the same planet. Superman and Star Wars universe crossover. That's, you Excuse can't me. even claim that. Kryptonite is so, like, quintessential Superman that it's not like, oh. <laughs> anyway, continue. Sorry, but so Han Solo gets melted down, and then Luke comes in big. Having to, 
having to save the day. It's just, it's just a good way to open up a movie, I would say. Mm, the whole Jabba's Palace type uh, yeah. opening. Yeah, no, that's a good opening to that movie. All right, thoughts on episode six. Everyone give them. Hand over your thoughts. I'm going to take them. It, it's, it's good. Like, yeah. The, the, the uh, finale, we got all that conflict between the fathers and the sons and the mentors and all that. That's like the, that's like the, the balance. You know, the yeah, it's like the entire franchise is essentially hinges on that one point. It's like wrapping up almost, right, like right. the way a final movie should wrap uh, up the series. I question more, mark. I more mean like everything in between the opening and the ending. <laughs> like that's kind of like yeah, this is we, fine. There, there's stuff between the opening and the ending. No, 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 no. You're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. There's nothing. Aaron, your favorite. You're another favorite moment from a stairway. Do, do, do I have to pick like a certain movie? No, Is that how we're doing do this? You want. No, I <laughs> know. I was just trying to. I, I was gonna say you should take episode five. Just so, just so. Jake can't take it. He's forced to take four. I like it. episode four. Is <laughs> second favorite. I could do it. But you can, you can, you can do another one in two. Aaron, do whatever Aaron, you want. Just pick one. Just pick one. Whatever you had. Just, just go for it. I, I didn't. I didn't have one. Oh. So so now I'm. Now I'm I just assume, I just assumed that we were because I I wanted to go two. back to uh, episode two, go and I want I want to talk about the uh, the death stick scene because that is just like the the pinnacle of of writing is just that what are we gonna call this this drug that like kills people? Let's oh let's call it death sticks. What are we gonna t- call the guy who sells them? Oh, we're gonna call him Ellen Sleesbagano. That's just. It, it's you, are you just skipping? Are you just skipping over the phenomenal writing of episode one, where they can count midichlorians in the blood? Oh no! Of no, Anakin? No, no, because no? that because that was like just give him blood test. Oh, he's he is force positive. This man has the force. Do you think they'll explain that in episode in one of these like new movies? They're gonna explain midichlorians and be like, "Yeah, people believed in midichlorians. It wasn't real." <laughs> like, yeah, covered up. Yeah, midichlorians were never a thing. All right, well, death sticks. That's fine. That's fine. Honestly, though, as a kid, loved quoting that scene. Just like the whole, you want to go home and rethink your life, but. Loved it. That's such an Aaron thing to quote. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Well, I don't know what that means. Uh, it means that you are good at quoting things. Oh. And it just, I'm just picturing a, a, like a young you saying that all the time. And I'm like, yep, that would be a thing little Aaron said. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty judgmental. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Aaron. How dare you think that just selling death sticks is bad. I'm confused. <laughs> Episode 5. One of the best movies of all time. It's like... <laughs> better than that 2001 Space Odyssey, am I right? <laughs> Everyone who likes 2001, get out of this podcast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand where this is going. I don't either. Um, no. There's just so many things to pick between ep- episode five. 
But what, what about when Han Solo just cuts open the the ja Jabba? What's it called? The Jabba. <laughs> the Wamba. No, I was gonna Not say something Wamba, different, the, but uh, the, the Wamba, Wamba, yeah. The Tauntaun. Yeah, the Tauntaun. No, I'm gonna go with. I, I mean, it's iconic. How can you not go with the fight between Luke and Darth Vader? After episode four, you're like, I just want to see, I want to see them meet. I want to see them fight. And then they do. And Luke gets his little booty handed to him. Darth Vader's like, hey, I could kill you at any moment. I'm choosing not to. It's not like entirely like apparent from the beginning. That's what I love about that scene. But eventually you realize, mm, Darth Vader's holding back. And then when you finally figure out why he's holding back, it's like, no, I am your father. And it's like, no! And then he just... It's like, ah. it's like he had a hand up on him the entire time. Let's give it to him. Let's give it to I, him. I'll, no, I, I gave it to him. It's, it's in his hands now. I gave him the positive note to end, to end on really that's where we're gonna end i just wanted to talk a little bit about star wars i love me a star wars i like talking about star wars we got a lot of star wars to talk about so let's continue down the road yeah down the only road i've ever known <laughs> down to the upcoming movies of the week star wars the last jedi Oh, is there a Star Wars movie coming out? Get Out? Just oh, Get Out. Get out. Oh, that was a good that movie. movie that came out, yeah. yeah. That was a is, is that, is that coming Wars out again? Prequel. Should just, I just go see that again this weekend? Yeah, sure. So Star Wars The Last Jedi. It's coming out. The sequel to, of course, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Finally going to learn about uh, Luke. What he's doing on that island. Gonna learn about Ray. More about Ray. More about Poe. More about Finn. Probably see some more of Captain Phasma. I'm excited to see more of Captain Phasma. She gets such a small part in Star Wars The Force Awakens. That's like, ah, oh, let's just throw her under the alright, well. But from the one trailer that I told myself I wasn't going to watch, but watched anyway, uh, it looks like she's she's got some cool stuff in this one. So that's pretty exciting. Was that was that the second trailer? Yeah, yeah, the second one. Oh yeah, we, we yeah we we did end up talking about that because we were like, not a great trailer. Really? Yeah. I don't know that Remember? I'd say it's a bad trailer. I wasn't saying it was a bad trailer. I'm just saying. Who's I excited was like... for this movie? I am. <laughs> I mean, it didn't show me anything that I wasn't expecting. I guess. You know, I don't know. It was nice that it just got me more more excited. But literally, you could show me anything Star Wars, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm on that train. Let's go. Another round. Another round of Star Wars. I am excited, though, David. I assume we're all excited around here. I'm very excited. I am very excited. Both because of the quality of the last... Well, last one. By last one, I mean last episodic right. installment. Right, right, right. And, the and then, yeah. And also, I'm excited to see what Ryan Johnson does. Because, I mean, I already liked him as a director. And now, Disney likes him enough as a director to give him a trilogy all his own. Yeah. That is... 
that is such a vote of confidence from Disney. They're like, yep, you can just make a new trilogy. Doesn't have to tie into anything. Just make a trilogy of Star Wars movies. And he's like, okay. They're like, like they're that. so protective of the franchise that they, like, fire Phil Lord and Chris Miller, like, two weeks out from finishing their movie. And then they're just essentially giving him, Ryan Johnson, the keys to the kingdom. So what happens? What happens if this movie flops? And and do you think that they're going to revoke the keys? You're kidding, right? <laughs> like there's, I don't think it's possible that Star Wars: The Last Jedi in any way flops. Okay, well, it's going to make a ton of money. Let's yeah. say the movie's trash. Yeah, what you think they're going to be like? They're going to be like, oh, we were wrong. Give the keys. What, what if they're you like? You can't drive anymore. Justice League looks like a masterpiece in comparison. What if that's the review headline for every single review? I you still gonna go see this movie? I go see it and I think I might just just die inside afterwards. Like Justice League, it was sad to watch what happened to Justice League happen to Justice League. To watch that sort of thing happen to Star Wars again, (laughs) like let's not do this. Let's not go down this road. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just so excited. Plus, Laura Dern's in this one. Telling me yep. I get to watch Laura Dern? Alright. She's got pink hair. I don't know who her character is, but she's got pink hair. It's that did pink guys... hair girl. That's how she was casting. Did you guys see the video of her talking to BB-8 on the red carpet? No. Did your heart just... Oh my god, your heart I didn't see melt. it. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> I need to find it and send it to you guys. Because it's just like, mm, I love you, Laura Dern. Good actress. Stay far away from Jurassic World. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but be... but Jurassic World has uh, volcanoes. Does does the yeah, does Star Wars have volcanoes? Has never had volcanoes. Never. No, they had an entire world of volcanoes. Yeah. So you know, step up your game, Jurassic <laughs> World. They realize like you're, that... you're still trapped on that one little island. With that one volcano, like, Star Wars gave us a volcano world. Yeah. So that's your standard. It really is. Uh, we'll be talking about it next week. I'm pretty sure we're all going to end up seeing it probably this weekend. Yeet. Yes, but I probably won't see it until at least Saturday, because okay. I'll be traveling home. Right, right. I've got 7 o'clock showing on Thursday tickets. <laughs> Let's go. Took off work for it. It's going to be a day. I'm so excited for Star Wars. You took off work? Oh, yeah. For the entire day just yeah. to go to a 7 p.m. showing? Oh, yes. Was that necessary? How long do you work? Uh, till like 8, 8.30 some nights. And you can't just take off like the last two hours? No, 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 no. I need no, to no. prepare my body. <laughs> Like, I, for this full wave of Star Wars that's going to be happening in my face holes. Like, I needed that. Are you going to Are you gonna watch every single Star Wars movie on Thursday? That's what you should do. You know, I could. I probably won't. I'll probably Wake watch up. episode 7 again. Because it's been a while since I've watched it. So. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, how about Ferdinand, boys? I don't want to see another movie coming out Star Wars week, so we shouldn't talk about it. I mean, like, it's like the it's like a thing where it's like because of its position in the release schedule, it's like 
I'm never going to go see this in theaters. No. Like, I have bigger priorities. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it looks all right. You know? Really? Yeah. The trailer made me laugh a few times. I think John Cena is an impressive voice actor. So. Okay. I'll give you that. There was a trailer for this before Lego Ninjago. And, oh, no. I saw that and was like, mm, nope. Definitely not touching this one. It's just, it's the same thing with, like, uh, the Despicable Me movies, where it's just a lot of screaming. <laughs> like, can we not do nuance anymore? Like, it's just all screaming all the time. No, that's fine. That's fine. What's, what, what's, the, what's the tagline for this? Is it, believe in yourself? I think so. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just. Do it. You, you, you gotta believe. Yeah, you, know, you, you yeah, gotta like, believe like in this rapper. movie. They're stealing Parappa the Rapper's lines. How dare they? I'm starting a war. I don't know. Anything else to say about Ferdinand, boys? I'll probably see it once it hits Netflix, maybe. Yeah. I'm not not about it. I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna give a hard pass on that. One. Just uh, I, I, I got think, better things to do. I think it's gonna do better than Alvin and the Chipmunks Four did against Star Wars. That's a safe bet. That's a safe bet. Let's move on to the "What Have We Been Watching" segment this week. Who wants to go first? Aaron, you should go first. I think since you uh, weren't here last. I have. Yeah. I have two weeks to catch up on, but it's still, it, since I was busy with so much, it's still very light. I, I have a feeling I'm not going to believe you, but let's find out. I have four things I want to talk about. Four things? Wow. Four things. Wow! Alright, going to start with, start with the, the TV side. Okay. So I missed last week, so I wasn't able to talk about this in a timely fashion, but... The big uh, four-show crossover on the CW happened recently. The Crisis on Earth X crossover right. between Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. I think this is, without a doubt, the best uh, DC team-up in live action of the year. <laughs> so, uh, All right. So, while that's not exactly a high standard, it was actually a really fun crossover like it was structured differently than last year's where yeah didn't last, year's, last year's they were all like broken up and then they come together for like the last 20 minutes or something like that yeah kind of like they basically made it so that like each episode while being part of the crossover would still feel like an episode of that respective show so like it was like oh the flash episode still feels like a flash episode the arrow episode still feels like an arrow episode or whatever but this one, it's very much like a four-hour movie, and I think that really benefited them. So they could tell they. So it's like a more complex storyline. It was, you know, they were able to do more of like the team up and like the character interactions. Like half of the first episode is basically like spent just like letting the characters bounce off of one another before they even get into the action. But that's cool. I like that. But, they but yeah, met, it was... they've met at this point several times, though, right? Like they the characters, yeah. Well yeah, okay. But I think that also benefited 
that where like they have this history now. So it's right. just kind of fun seeing all these characters with their shared history bounce off one another. You know, yes. it's like I said this basically last crossover, but it's impressive how well they've been able to craft this universe on the small screen, especially given their difficulties in crafting one on the big screen. Where it's like there's so many characters we care about, there's so many interesting dynamics between them, and they're able to now consistently year after year deliver, you know, this great spectacle, these great, you know, uh, characters and villains and stuff. And you know, why aren't they able to do the same in their movies? <laughs> there, I don't just think it's the patience thing, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. But, uh, but yeah. Really, really enjoyed the crossover. Is this like a yearly thing? They're doing one every year or something to that effect? They're doing one every year. That's pretty cool. Like I'm that. interested to see what they do next year. Because now they're like, oh, we've done, gone from uh, the basic team-ups to, oh, we're fighting an immortal now. And then we're fighting aliens. Now we're fighting Nazis from an alternate dimension. It's like, where do you go next? <laughs> Nazis from two Z alternate dimensions. Xenomorphs? You know, yeah. <laughs> if, they're not yeah, becoming Disney princesses. Do, uh, did actual, you guys hear about that? I, I did hear that. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the the Universe X or whatever. Yeah, Earth X. Earth yeah. X. That's what it is. Crisis on Earth X. Yeah. But really good. 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 All right. So movie side, uh, one that I, Lacey has been. Probably eagerly waiting for me oh. to bring up on this podcast. Yeah. But saw Lady Bird. I actually saw this like two weeks ago at this point, but... Please tell me it was awful. I, I'm sorry, David. I, okay. I can't do that. I just remember Jake's day. That'd be fun. Sorry. It, All right, then tell me, tell me your real opinion. It <laughs> is one of the best films of the year, for sure. Yeah. Like... So funny, so witty, just so many, like, I didn't relate to, like, every single bit of it, but then there's just, like, those bits and pieces throughout that you're just, like, that is so relatable, that it's Hashtag just... Hashtag relatable. It's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me of, like, uh, the perks of being a wallflower, in that I'm, like, not everything in this relates to me. Mm -hmm. But enough of it relates to me that it's kind of like eerie, like how personal of a movie this is. Yeah. And yet I think that's something that that's a feeling that like is experienced by like everyone who watches this where they're like, there's so many like relatable moments for each person in this. So while two viewers might not necessarily share the same moments, we all just like kind of find this movie like insanely relatable. Mm hmm. And you and I talked about some of those moments. I mean, I obviously don't want to say any of them on the podcast because I think, my God, if you haven't seen Lady Bird, go see Lady Bird. <laughs> like, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So, yeah, I saw it with uh, I saw it with a friend, and they also, you know, were constantly throughout the movie being like, "Yeah, that's basically me." So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was a really good time, really funny. Definitely. I, I put it at number four, I think. I don't know if you remember where I put it, but I think That's four for the year. So not as high on it as you are, Lacey, but fantastic movie. You, uh... 
You got any of them tears? Yeah. Yeah. Who do you who do you think I am? Yeah, you have your monster to watch Lady Bird, not just absolutely lose it. If you don't lose it, all right, fine, I get it. I'm going to watch it. this movie you might and not, not lose it. it at like the middle parts. But if by the end of this movie you aren't crying, who are you as a person? <laughs> like, come uh, on. Now I'm going to watch this movie and not cry now, just to prove a point. To prove a point that you're a monster? <laughs> like, why would you do that? <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh my god, Lady Bird's so good. I could talk about it all day. But I'm sure we probably will talk about it when we do the best picture talk. Are, are we doing those again? Sure. Because I think this one's a guaranteed nomination. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it might be a guaranteed best picture win. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. There's pretty stiff competition this year. Like what? Like, what do you like, think has a chance outside of that? I, I, I believe. As a chance at nominations or a chance at an actual at win? win? An actual win. I could see Call Me By Your Name or possibly Get Out as like a dark horse candidate. Get Out is a super dark horse candidate. There's no way. I could see it. I could see it. The Academy doesn't like the horror, but like that's where I, that's, that's where like might be from. one of the most defining films of the year, in I, my opinion. I agree. I, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, Jordan Peele did a video. He like broke down fan theories for Get Out, but I yeah. watched him talk about it, and I was like, "Yeah, this movie's amazing." It's just I just had to move it up. I had to move it up. It's back up higher again. It's in the top ten again. I'm just like, "This movie." Did great. Did you see him confirm the fan theory that it's a sequel to Being John Malkovich? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty great. Uh, yeah. So Lady Bird. If Get Out won, that would be amazing. Let me just say that straight out. But I don't think it's going to. <laughs> anyway, continuing. Oh, okay. So next, want to talk about uh, the Wicker Man, not the not... Nicolas Cage version. <laughs> okay. Just get that out. Got it. But Got it. W- finally, watch the original uh, version of this film from the seventies, mm-hmm. and this was on the recommendation of my friend. Because we were trying to like get the professor in our musical class to see if he would show this film in the class, because we've we kind of stretched the definition of musicals a lot in that class, and so my friend was like, "Well, this one could probably fit what we're doing. It has a lot to do with aesthetic. It has a lot to do with religion and faith and stuff, and it uses music in interesting ways." I was like. Okay, sure. We're already watching like The Graduate and Duck Soup and stuff, so why not go for it? But then we sit down to watch this on our own because the professor didn't actually go for it. But we sit down to watch this on our own and I'm watching this and I'm like, holy cow, this actually is a musical. Like, not only are the characters like, you know, singing songs like throughout, but it, it, it is very much using that music to like further its plot and its themes. And I was like, this is really unexpected. So it was a very interesting movie because like even though i knew like certain bits about it like i knew the famous scene from the end Mm -hmm. but like even though i knew bits and pieces about it it's such a strange viewing experience like it's such a surreal movie and such just an odd movie like you could call it a horror film but it just kind of like defies (laughs) categorization in many ways okay so it's just a 
it's such a weird movie, but I love it for it. And it is also just such an interesting kind of like, because it, it's kind of like exploring paganism versus Catholicism in this very interesting way, you know, like comparing and contrasting them. Mm-hmm. So I actually, as soon as we got done watching this film, I actually went, added it to my list of 100 favorite films. Wow. So. Wow. What did it kick yeah. out? Uh, what did it kick out? It might have kicked out the, uh, the Maltese Falcon. Oh, okay. I think that was number 100. All right, so this is definitely one that would have been on the list had you seen it for Gateway to yes, Cinema. Yes, for sure. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll have to watch it then because that sounds interesting. The way you talk about it, it reminds me of The Love Witch. So <laughs> I'm interested to see because I really liked The Love Witch. Um, so I'm interested to see if it's anything at all similar. All right. Yeah. I want to see the the Love Witch as well. So there we go. Well, we can compare it. notes, I suppose. <laughs> Come compare notes. <laughs> I didn't take notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm you should have been taking notes. I know. But uh, finally, finally this week, uh, this is a crossover between both films I watched in my musical class and working my way through the AFI Top 100 list. Ah. We're bringing it back to that. Uh, we watched The Jazz Singer uh-huh. for our final film class. And yeah, like, see, I, I understand the face, because the yeah. only thing I knew about this film going in was that blackface played a prominent part yeah. in the film. And yeah, it's there. Yeah. And it's really weird, because it's like, it's not really justified in the film itself. Like, I'm, I'm not saying, like, there would be a, a way to justify it, where it'd be like, oh yeah, that's okay now. Right, but, right. but like, it's like, there's no reason to include it, really. So it just makes it all the more awkward because you're just like, but why? Because but tell like, me why. they don't know why. Because in the 20s, it was it was just wacky and wild. Apparently, cutting edge. Some could say. I mean, essentially, that was the reason. It's uh, it was just a part of the culture at the time yeah but it was so yeah the movie was not what i expected because i didn't really know much about it but i didn't really know how much of a focus was on jewish culture of the film like it's very it's basically just about like this boy who runs away from his very like strictly jewish family and then has basically the conflicts between his faith and his career so it's kind of like a, a familiar story but I do think that it is interesting as a piece of film history, like the the use of sound in it, because this was, of course, one of the first sound films and the first attempts to sync up right. the singing with the actual visuals. So. Was it one of the first or was it the first? It was at least like the first that was widely released okay. to the public. I don't know about like while they were working out the technology, what, you know, was made before or what after. Right, right. But yeah, so it's it's interesting just kind of watching its use of sound, how it's like they only use the sound when the characters are singing. But then there's like times during the song where it's more of like the the sing-speak thing, where it's like they're basically just saying dialogue. So it's kind of like while they were like still eliminating it to just the music, they still kind of show how the technology was eventually going to get to the point that it is today, where we have complete right. sound. 
Yeah. Um, Aaron, this is something yeah. that I thought about the other day, and I think this fits into this, is that, you know, first time using audio in, in a, a movie like that. And then I just thought recently, I'm like, like, I understand movies to a point. Like, I understand how the the camera works. I understand all that type of stuff. I couldn't tell you the first thing about audio. <laughs> like, just the idea that, like, I just think about audio and I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> like, I took, like, three audio classes and I still don't understand how a microphone microphones. <laughs> and this is why you, you, you should be in charge of a podcast. Yeah. Because how? when you know nothing about audio, <laughs> go to an <laughs> audio-only medium. <laughs> it's, it's the best. It's the best, really. All right, jazz singer. Anything else? No. That was pretty much my week. All right. Not going to mention the room? I didn't know if I should mention it, because I figured you guys talked about it last week we extensively. Just, we, just want, we just want your standout moments, I think. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't know if I could pick a favorite moment. I guess I was most surprised at how many, uh, Mm -hmm. how, how close together Mm -hmm. all the sex scenes were. Seven of them. Like, I was like, I know there's a lot in here, but for like the first half of the movie, there's not much else besides them. No. No, it's, yeah. Um, I think my favorite, though, is that guy's face, his Johnny's random friend, when they break into his apartment and he's eating yeah. the chocolate. Yeah. His face might yeah. be the best thing to ever exist, ever. That dude, that's never happened to him in real life before. He's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to look like in this scene. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Keep your stupid comments in your pocket. We're moving on. Ah, <laughs> it was uh, obviously it's finals week, so I had a kind of light week. But I watch. I'm I'm very dangerous place right now because I am in the middle of the last season of Game of Thrones during my finals week. So it's like. Wow, I really want to watch Thrones, but like, I really shouldn't because I have to study. But like, oh my gosh, this is like such a good series. And uh, Aaron, I, I was talking to Jake last week. I, I kind of like, right now where I'm at with Thrones, I haven't finished it yet. But I'm thinking that you, you know how you always talk about how Breaking Bad is like the complete series, like it's perfectly yeah. written. They knew, like, right now, in my opinion. I think Game of Thrones is up there. But, like, I don't know why. I think it's just a very complete show. And it's not even finished yet. So, but, like, just with the quality of writing, the sto- like, all the story arcs, just everything going on right now. So, I, yeah, I really yeah, I like don't, I don't think you can, you can claim it entirely. Be, you obviously, you obviously yeah. can't claim it entirely until we see how it does all end. But like, yeah, I, I, and, that, and that's what I just said. But I, I like right now from what I've, I'm seeing, I'm it. It's up there. It's on the it's on the path. I do think that like compared to a show like Breaking Bad, it's. I wouldn't consider it near like the same level of in t- in terms of like 
we know what we want to do with all of these characters and we know like how their story begins and ends and we know what the middle is whereas game of thrones they're very much like oh we kind of forgot about that character for three seasons but here he is again so yes but there's also a lot more characters i would say in game of thrones true yeah for sure so. but yeah so game of thrones is awesome caught up on the walking dead because i was behind i've been behind because I, I got in the slump where it's like, oh, like I'll just watch it like next week and watch two two episodes next week, and then I didn't want, so like I watched like three or four episodes today of Walking Dead, and up to and then I watched the mid season finale, and season eight still better than season seven. So, but I was checking my DVR because I had all these things recorded. And I realized I was like, why doesn't my DVR say three percent? Like, like we don't have three percent space full, or excuse me, three. Like, a ninety-seven percent is full on okay. my DVR. <laughs> All right. I was, I was like, what, what? So I'm scrolling through. I guess the guys who had the box last year, they recorded like a million movies. Like just, just like all seven, like all seven Star Wars movies, every single Harry Potter movies recorded, like, like, like just a whole bunch of like the Maze Runner. So I was like, oh, like I could start, I could start watching some movies. So I started oh, today. Yeah. Do you want to uh, watch the movies that I lent to you and would like back, David? I no, want to no, watch no, no, Alien no, no. again. Why? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> For this specific reaction. So today, instead of watching a subpar movie like Alien, I watched a far greater film. <laughs> now you see me too. <laughs> it's not great. It's not a far greater film. It wasn't that good of a film, but I, it was there. I was like, I haven't seen it yet, and. One of the coolest scenes in the movie is the whole card scene uh, that's shown on Twitter many a times. Yeah, I've seen that scene on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, yep, I've seen the movie now. Don't need to watch the rest. Yeah, yeah literally that scene is just like the coolest thing in the movie. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, this, is, this was very entertaining to watch. Aaron's shaking his head. It makes no sense. Well, no. It, how am I supposed to enjoy it if it's that dumb? What, I the don't, card scene yeah. or the movie? Both. You, you can't. The, the card scene is literally impossible. Oh yeah, but it's not only impossible. It's just doesn't make sense within the context. Like if the guard searches one of you and you would successfully hide the card from him, don't pass it on to the next person getting searched. That's also a good point. What is the point? I of didn't that? think of that. That's <laughs> really dumb. Yeah, wow. But they, they came back for the researches, man. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I can, can, okay, can you argue that that scene was not aesthetically pleasing, though? But, like, just watching it all happen, you're like, this... The CGI it, was pretty poor, but... Okay, it, okay it's, it's interesting, but, like, interesting in an unenjoyable way. <laughs> <laughs> can uh can someone explain to me how Jesse Eisenberg makes the rain stop in that movie? <laughs> because that's the only um, thing I want to know, and I never want to watch it, it. It's explained where they go into this magic shop, and like this guy, like 
it's this little vial, and it's it says like reverse rain on it, and just moves up and down. That makes no sense. That's not. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. To that's all. That's all I watched. Okay. All right. Now you see me three coming to theaters. You bet me. Moving on. Small week. Small week. Uh, rewatched Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a funny movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say about it. <laughs> that that was worth saying. I don't have much else. I like the line. Did did, did you see the trailer for yes the animated Spider-Man film? I'm so excited. I'm. I was surprised I, I, by I, how good it looks. That, Did you see it, David? I've not seen the trailer. Oh, you, you should go check it out. It's good. The style in it. It's just oozing with just style. Like, just color. Punk, punk Spider-Man style. Just like, ooh. Like, I don't know what the, like, what the certain animation style would be. It's not fluid, though. Like, I, I can't explain it. There's, like, it's not stop motion, but it's not fluid. There's, like, a certain... Uh, sharpness to it that i don't really know how to explain but it looks, right no, it looks really nice. they're very much trying to go for the comic book brought to life mm-hmm. style and it looks really good yeah and and the whole reveal of it's about the spider-verse storyline yeah that intrigued me as well spider gwen oh my god if we get spider gwen i'm gonna die she for sure will be enough there's no way to make the movie here. without her oh my god Okay. So I'd say it's probably like her 2099 Spider-Pig. Spid- and Spider-Ham yeah, are like guarantees. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Ham they need for the comedic relief or whatever. So, right. Yeah. And hopefully they'll do like what the comic did and like bringing like 60s cartoon Spider-Man and like newspaper comic strip Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a really fun comic. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's the only other thing on my list this week. I want to talk about it. It's a good oh, movie. Oh, this, mo- this is the movie that you were like, I gotta take you to. Yeah, no, right. David, will, David, you will love this movie. It is good. Um, I guess going into it, I didn't realize that it was like, as going to be as much of a dark comedy as it is, I was like, oh, there will probably be, like, some comedic moments, and then, like, it's going to be mostly drama. Um, but it is, like, pitch black. <laughs> like, there are some things in here that I'm like, oh, my God, okay, all right. Uh, like, you're trying to get a laugh out of this, and that's fine, but, wow, I, I laughed. <laughs> Maybe that makes me a bad person, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I was in a theater with all old people. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so like, you theater did fill up it then. did like right okay. when the trailer started i was like where is everyone <laughs> like, i guess i'm the only one who comes a little early that's fine um but yeah great great movie francis mcdormand is my god if she doesn't get a best actress nom that's a that's a rigged system right there because <laughs> she's good um Cause something's wrong. Cause she's good, according to Jake. Something wrong? Cause she good. 
She's good. <laughs> that's my that's my catchphrase now. <laughs> nope, I'm not gonna. Nope. Yeah, my yeah, my dude. Yeah, my dude. Um, what uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> there was something I was gonna say, but I lost. It. Oh, uh, weirdly enough, I thought about this before I even thought of the connection of Francis McDormand, but. Like, halfway through this movie, I'm like, this is such, like, a weird spiritual successor to Fargo in that it is a lot like that movie. Same kind of, like, comedic stylings. Same, you know, that there's an actual drama behind it as well. It feels very much like Coen Brothers writing with a bit more of an edge to it. And uh, then I was like, oh, yeah, Francis McDormand's in both of them. That's probably intentional. <laughs> that, that wasn't the start of your connection? No. No. I was like, this just feels like a Coen Brothers movie. Like a like a hard R Coen Brothers movie. And then it just continued to be that. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's good. But I don't even want to say too much more. I, I do this dumb thing where I read reviews for a movie after I see it. And I need to stop doing that. The letterboxed reviews, sorry. Because everyone's like, oh, never mind. I'm not even going to say it yet. But like, it tackles relevant issues <laughs> in a way that I don't think anyone, at least I wasn't expecting. Um, and I think it has something interesting to say as well. So Best picture. Oh, yeah. So we'll probably be talking about this. Oh, yeah. This is definitely in there. Um, and also Woody Harrelson. Great. Um, doing, and again, Woody Harrelson's with, like, uh, Jeff Bridges, where, like, he just plays the same character and everything now, but he's really good at it. So, like, oh, well, just let him do it, I guess. Um, Sam Rockwell is in it as well. Didn't even realize it was Sam Rockwell until the credits rolled, and I was like, wow, that's a really good performance if I couldn't even tell it was him. Um, kid from Manchester by the Sea. I can't remember his name. Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges, thank you. Uh, in this and Lady Bird, so he's really making the rounds. Um, there was one Making more. The I think best there's... picture rounds. Yeah, I think there's actually one more from this year that he's in that's kind of been talked about for best picture. And I can't remember what it is now, but he's good. I can't wait to see him like get his own movie because he's so good. Um, and yeah, I just think everyone should see it. Um, it's pretty pretty messed up, <laughs> but that's the point. So. That's all I'm going to say. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Also, my dad thought that I was in Missouri when I, when I saw it. That, that did make me laugh. I love you, Dad. But I was not in Missouri. I was seeing a movie that takes place in Missouri. So. Plot twist! Woo! Oh, no, never mind. I can't say that on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's an actor in this movie who's also in You're the Worst, but I can't say his character's name <laughs> oh. because family podcast. So, and he's I, like, thought, I thought you were going to say, like, Matthew Broderick was in this movie. No. Uh, no I was just going to be like, the man. of course he is. He just shows up for a minute. My name is Matthew Broderick, and uh, I killed two people. It's really messed up. We shouldn't joke about it. <laughs> Moving on to the casting segment this week this week everyone we're recasting star wars 
Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, also known as the worst Star Wars movie to exist. Let's see if we can make it better. Guys, let's start with <clears throat> your boy, Anakin. And Aaron, we'll let you start off because, okay. you know, you weren't here last week. <clears throat> okay, but uh, fair warning, mm-hmm. I uh, forgot to save the list I was writing. Okay. So uh, we're just going to have to see if I can remember okay. everyone I picked. All right, I'm sure you can. I believe in you. You can hear David furiously searching for people <laughs> as we speak with the typing. Uh, David, excuse I'm, me, Internet. I'm, I I'm always do this on the fly. Do, I'm surprised you do research at all. <laughs> all right. A lot, a lot of times we'll be like, oh, I like this actor. I'm like, oh, or I like this character. I know who he is, but I'm just like, crap, what's his actual name or her name? So I'll have to look. I'll be like, yeah, sorry. So all right. You can get Anakin, Aaron, who who you pick? Right. Well, I was, I was thinking back to when we recast the original films, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, we we decided Jaden Smith was obviously the best choice for Luke. So I was like, well, then logically, Will Smith would have to oh be my Anakin. God. Oh my god! I but then I was Will like, no, he's way too old for the role at this point. Uh-huh. So. Instead, I just went with uh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's who... So I... that, was, that was a thought in my mind when this started. But can I interest you in someone who could play the Hayden Christensen version of Anakin to a T because he's got the most punchable face in Hollywood? Is it Miles, Miles Teller? Teller? Because that was my second pick. <laughs> Miles Teller, guys. I mean, he fits it. He looks like he could commit sand people genocide, <laughs> right? The, I was going to go with him, but then I was like, well, if we wanted to improve this movie at all, we'd want to make him sympathetic at least mm. a tiny bit. Mm. And I don't think we can do that with Miles Teller. Now, the thing is, Anakin's the bad guy. So I don't feel bad about putting Miles Teller in the room. I, I will say, I was thinking, you still haven't watched this yet, but I was thinking Whiplash. Uh-huh. And I was like, that, that like, you know, pursuit of, like, success and, mm. in, 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 you know, in a sense, power at, like, any cost. Like, mm. if you translate that, I think Miles Teller could do it. See, I was just looking at his melodramatic lines from Fantastic Four. And being like, yeah, he can do melodrama. Let's do it. <laughs> so, David, Peace. David, who you got? I, Anakin. I'm gonna choose someone much better looking. Okay. The man, the legend himself, Matt Bomer. I don't know who that is. He's, uh, he's in white collar. He's in white collar. Oh yeah, no, he's no, um, no. in Magic Mike. Yeah, yeah. Good looking dude. He's a great actor. <laughs> He, he's really good looking, and I really want him to be Anakin. He's good looking. That's what I would like. He is very. He is, no, he has he is this sexy. This I really way. I want him to be Anakin. <laughs> he carries himself in the way that, like, because Anakin's super confident, super arrogant, and mm. Matt Bomer mm. has the chops to play this part. Mm. Okay. Even though he's even though he's a tiddly bit old, but okay. Um. So, does anyone want to move? on theirs 
I'm I'm going with Miles Teller. Okay. Like I said, he was my second pick. I'm going with Miles, Miles Teller as well. He fits. He just fits for whatever reason. Uh, so how about his master, Obi Wan Kenobi? Uh, I'm pretty sure I cast him as Darth Vader in the original Star Wars one. Kind of cast him here as well. Okay. I'm gonna go with Idris Elba. Okay. Because he just kind of he has like that mentor role. Maybe it's just because I just watched the dark, the dark tower, be, and I'm like, I want to see him be that kind of mentor in a good movie, right? Like, but, like for Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got Michael Fassbender as Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay. Okay. You know, he's got that older, steadier look to him. You know, he's seen some things. He's Michael Fassbender. I don't know. I I couldn't really maybe, think of anyone for Obi Wan. Maybe if he if he channels a little of his Frank energy, Frank, yeah, into that. Yeah, he sings in the movie. <laughs> Why would we not want a Star Wars musical at this point? Oh my God! It would be for, for many reasons, it would be amazing. David, who you got for Obi Wan? Obi Obi Wan. I've chosen Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. But like when he's got that like good looking beard on, because Obi Wan always has he had that beard. He got that red so, strawberry blonde beard. It's really yeah. Good. So I think I think Jake Gyllenhaal is just an overall good pick. Or should I just keep saying every guy that I choose he's a good looking guy? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so, I mean, how do you think they cast movies in real life? Yeah, I mean that's about right. <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, no, but I think I think Jake Gyllenhaal. I want to see him with a lightsaber. I think he can do it. All right, I'm going to move over to the Idris Elba train. Because any movie I can get Idris Elba in... Idris Elba, sorry, I keep... I'm horrible. Any movie I can get Idris Elba in, I'm going to be there for that. Oh, yeah. So, Padme. All right, Padme. I am going to bring in a little Thor Ragnarok love. I'm going to go with Tessa Thompson. Is that who you were going to go with? No. No, no, no. Oh, okay. That was my second pick, though. So we might be in the same wheelhouse again. All right. All right. Tessa Thompson. You got? You want to explain that? or? Well, I mean, basically based on her role as Valkyrie. Right, like, right, they're, right. they're quite similar. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with my pick. Beat out Tessa Thompson by a little bit. And that's just because I really like her. Rosario Dawson. Mm, that's a good pick. Yeah, yeah. Might be a little old at this point, especially if Miles Teller is our uh, Anakin. But no, Padme is older than Anakin by like 11 years, so never mind. Yeah, because yeah, that sense. relationship is strange. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 Oof, yeah, we don't need to, we don't need to <laughs> touch that ground. So, uh, yeah, David. Let me let me give you a true glimpse into who can play Padme. Okay, true. She's this new actor. She just had a breakout movie. I forgot what it was called. But I think Daisy Ridley <laughs> should play <laughs> Padme. <laughs> but, I, it, but I don't think that, like, so everyone in the universe is going to be like, what the heck? Like, that's Ray. But, like, just the director, no comment. Like, like they just have to accept that she plays both roles. <laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> and like the entire and the entire fan base is like, what 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 is happening? Like, and, but nope, it's just accepted. Different characters, same person. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna side with David uh, on yeah, this I gotta one. Go with David just really here. flawless go. logic. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a three win right there. Um, sorry, Rosario Dawson. I will cast you in one of these movies, though. Don't you worry. I'm gonna get you in one of these films here, Rosario. Count Dooku. Count Dooku was the one I couldn't think of anyone for. Oh, I've got so I ended up just going with uh, Javier Bardem. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. He just kind of has that more like quiet, distinguished, evil kind of vibe. Can I interest you in Michael Caine? (laughs) When's the last time Michael Caine played a villain? Kingsman, I suppose, he was kind of villainous. Not really, though. That doesn't really count. I don't know. I'll look it up while David says his. I don't even need to explain Michael Caine. I mean, it's Michael Caine. See, what about Donald Sutherland, though? Oh, okay, not bad. You know, he was the uh, good old... He's already played a villain. President Snow in the Hunger Games trilogy. I think think that he can be cool, calm, collected, and evil. He's already got the beard going for him. He's already got the facial hair. On top of the beard, so the mustache. He's got the white hair. I want to see him hold a curved lightsaber. I bet. I bet this could happen. Yeah. Okay. Now, if I'm being 100% frank with you, I still want Michael Caine. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm gonna move on this one. So you guys will have to move if that's how it's gonna go. Fine. You can go with Michael Caine. Mm. Why? Mm. I, I want to see him be a villain. He can, when he's going up to fight Yoda, now I think I got to not see Father Takanese to fight you. Oh, okay. Found him. Did you not know who he was? I, I, I was just making sure. I was making sure I knew. Yes. I, I could see it. Mace Windu. Alright, with Mace Windu, I went with Leslie Jones. Okay. So I was just kind of thinking, I was like, you know, what was the point of Mace Windu in the original, in the prequel trilogy? Basically, it was just Samuel L. Jackson was so cool that George Lucas is like, well, you get a purple lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care if this pisses off all the fans who are like, oh, lightsabers aren't purple. You're just you're gonna get a purple lightsaber. So I just kind of I kind of want to bring in Leslie Jones mm-hmm. and be like, you know, she was put through so much just because she wanted to put on a Ghostbusters outfit. Yeah. Now let's give her a purple lightsaber of her own. Yeah. Just just to just to make the fans mad. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. I see your Leslie Jones, and I raise you a Steve Harvey. <laughs> My God. <laughs> now, Steve Harvey would not take it serious at all. <laughs> and that's the best part. And like every time we'd keep the same script. We'd just shoot the same script. And every time someone says something that's really dumb or like really poorly written, he'd do one of his family feud things where he just like 
staggers back and like looks at the camera. I think that would just be perfect. And then just. <laughs> I just think Steve would work really well. David, who you got? I think I got um... David. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would like. I don't even. I don't even know. If it's too, Dude, I, I lost. My David, don't tell me like Lacey Harvey. stole your stole your pick. No, no. I, I wish I could give it to Steve Harvey. I don't know who I would get. Like my mind is just completely off track right now. I'm sorry. It's all right because Steve Harvey. I'm gonna write Steve Harvey. And I'm going to write with looks. Because without them, I don't think he fits in the role. <laughs> so we're going Palpatine now. All right, for Palpatine, I went with Keith David. He's, You're going to have to help me out here. He's the guy from, well, you haven't seen The Thing yet. or Keith uh, David? They Live. But he was the guy. He voices the villain in Princess and the Frog. He okay. does like every single Ken Burns documentary ever. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm familiar. But yeah, he just kind of has, he can do that like distinguished politician with like the sinister evil undercurrent. Mm -hmm. And also, he has experience in voice acting, so he can transition into like the more sinister, high pitched Palpatine. Later on. When he screams as he flies, does a circle <laughs> in the air. That was a good choice, George Lucas. That was real good. Now, again, I see your quiet, distinguished role. And I raise you in Al Pacino. <laughs> you are supposed to help us. So, 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 Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. It's Glenn Gary, Al Pacino, Glenn Ross. Of course. Yeah. His, like, like really not, not modern day Al Pacino, but 1992 yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah. And it, it would be like, Have I ever told you <laughs> the story of Darth Plagueis? <laughs> and then I'll throw in a couple, like, expletives that they're like, Whoa, I didn't think we could do this in this movie. <laughs> I'm going to go with Al Pacino. <laughs> David. Alright, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. When I think the face of pure evil. Oh no. You know who I think? Oh, who? An actor who had his own TV show that when you would wake up, night sweats, and you would hear the theme song. Oh no. Low ride oh, no. is a little. Oh no. <laughs> I want George Lopez to play Ember oh, Palatine. No. <laughs> Now, our Al Pacino and our George Lopez, very similar fits there, especially with, like, modern-day Al Pacino, where that's just his shtick now, is that he's loud and weird. So, am, am I going to have to decide yeah. this one yeah. between you two? If you don't know who your person is, I'm sorry. George, George Lopez, I looked him up, and, and I can see it, Aaron, but George Lopez has, has already played a villain, let me point that out. Shark Born Lava and Girl. Shark Born Lava Girl. I mean, so he Al has Pacino's experience. He, he has even had like electricity powers in that. Exactly. Day. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I'm going to have to go with George Lopez. Right. Just because Al Pacino's not like terrifying anymore. But George <laughs> Lopez. George oh. Lopez scared the crap like crap. The face out of, of terror me. right there. Alright, so our final our final pick is the voice of C3PO. You know, he has yeah, you might think C3PO, that's an interesting one. I'm like, well, wouldn't you put Yoda in there? I'm like, well, Yoda does the Yoda voice always. Like, it's like you can't really switch Yoda. C-3PO is just a normal voice. <laughs> so you can pick whoever you want. Oh, and I have the the top tier. Oh, me too. Voice actor. So when we, when we recast C-3PO for the last time we did this for episode four, I picked Alan Tudyk. Mm-hmm. And then Alan Tudyk ended up being... A, a droid right. in Star Wars Rogue One, yeah. so I'm hoping I'm hoping I can like get something moving again. But I'm gonna go with Keegan Michael Key. Oh, that is good. Okay. 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 Not Keegan Michael Scott. <laughs> Dude, I, I showed it. I showed you. It's literally his name. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So Keegan Michael Key. Now I see your. They're the same person. And I raise you, a Mr. Devito, (laughs) a Danny Devito, if you will. Is this why you specified just the voice, and that's not gonna be a person in the suit this time? Yes. Because otherwise he'd be the same height as R two D two. God, that would be amazing. (laughs) No, yeah, I picked Danny Devito, because I just imagine him in the scene where his head gets replaced with a droid, a battle droid. I can hear Danny be going, oh, 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 sorry, oh, <laughs> doing his little oops and out. <laughs> David, <laughs> who you got, buddy? So, I decided to choose Peter Dinklage because Peter Dinklage has a lot of sass and C-3PO has a lot of, like, hmm. like he's scared, but he also talks back a lot. But I, mean, I think Peter Dinklage can deliver on uh, everything that is, that is laid out in front of him. Mm. Mm. I could kind of see it. Yeah. But he'd be like a less helpful C3. Exactly. exactly. He's basically playing, you know, Tyrion again. Where he's wow. like smarter than everyone in the room. Yeah. But, but isn't just... C3PO already smarter than everyone in the room anyway? That's what I'm saying. He's smarter than yeah. everyone in the room and he's like constantly condescending to them and he's amazing as Tyrion but I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to move to Lacey's side oh, because I mean, he, he justified that really well I mean like if, she went to, uh, 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 that if we're doing specifically episode 2 yeah that's what I want I mean I do like Danny DeVito can I get so. can I get each of your guys' best Danny DeVito oh no. David, can I get can I get one from you? <coughs> yeah, I just did it. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and we're putting in the director's chair for this movie. Aaron? What? Who are putting oh, in the director's I was chair? gonna go with Spike Jones. Because I was thinking being John Malkovich. Sure. The Malkovich scene. Yeah. The best scene in the entire film. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, if we're going to want someone to handle clones, oh let's God. go with Spike Jones. <laughs> okay. 
I went. I went with. Uh, sorry, that connection was too good. I went with Martin McDonough, who did uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, because I want him to give a grittier, more adult take on Star Wars. That's why the Al Pacino makes sense. You know, letting him throw in a couple of uh, expletives, letting Danny DeVito do his thing, letting Miles Teller, you know, I don't know, do, do whatever Miles Teller does. And, you know, I think it would be interesting. David, who you got? I'm thinking that if we're not going to cast Samuel L. Jackson in his original role, we got to bring him back in, in, in something As else. Would this be As his first directing job? I think it would. And, I mean, there's no better stage than episode two. To really just bring out your potential as a director. I I mean, I think I gotta move to Spike Jones. Just for the whole uh, the whole clone analogy. It's too good. It's just it's too good. So here's our cast for Star Wars. Wait, we we gotta do budget quick. Oh yeah, we're gonna do budget now, Aaron. (laughs) We're doing how do we decide budget? so basically, it, it, like we don't argue on it, and you could be like, "Oh, I think." So like, I think what the movie last time was. Well, we it was Pulp Fiction, and it Pulp was like Fiction. whatever's in the case or whatever. Yeah, so like, like you can literally just say, so like for me for this movie, I'm gonna say the the amount of money allocated to the budget, the amount of clones that were made in episode two. Okay. All right. I'm and then, say, that's awesome. It could, could be whatever you want it. I'm going to say we give this the same budget. Uh, the, as the same amount of money that Warner Brothers spent removing Henry Cavill's mustache in Justice League. So not much. <laughs> I'm going to give it the same amount of money that was spent on the original Episode 2's hair products for Hayden Christensen. That's probably the highest budget of all of them. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's our final casting for Star Wars Episode 2. Anakin is Miles Teller. Idris Elba is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Daisy Ridley. Why did you, like, alternate saying the character's yeah, name and actor's I meant, name? I meant to do it the other way at the start. It's the actor's name first. Daisy Ridley is Padme for some reason. Michael Caine is Count Dooku. Steve Harvey, with looks, is Mace Windu. George Lopez <laughs> is Emperor Falcon. <laughs> Danny DeVito is C-3PO. And it's going to all, all this madness is going to be directed by Spike Jones. That sounds like a winner. I mean, Brava. It's, it's something. Guys, Brava. Let's move on to the bad movie. Of the week. It's Star Wars week, my boys. My dudes. My my guys. So I figure we have to tackle a bad Star Wars movie. I already I already used the holiday I special. Know. I know. 
I haven't seen The Clone Wars, so I can't include that dumb movie that exists for some reason. But I will tackle the dumbest movie of them all. Attack of the Clones. Now, the original Attack of the Clones, not the one we just made. That would be a masterpiece. We start on a planet. I forget where episode two starts. It's all... Oh, yeah. Episode two starts in the dumbest way. It's on a landing dock. Yeah. And yeah, like, and then the thing, the ship blows up because yeah. it's the assassination attempt, right? It's so dumb. Why is that the start of your epic space film? Assassination? Because it's a political drama as well as a space film. Yeah, that's really where it went wrong, <laughs> I think. Um, so, for some reason, that all happens, and then, like, assassination attempts keep happening. And Anakin breaks into Padme's bedroom in the middle of the night when she's not aware and, like, slices open some bugs. And then he jumps out the window and he grabs onto a pod and he flies around the city on the pod and it's like, oh, okay. Weird. Here's that Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan does that. Obi-Wan flies around on the pod. And then, you know, Zan, Zam Wessel, Sam, Sam Wessel, Zan, Zan. Last name Wessel, I think. <laughs> it's last name Wessel. She is like a a thing that they like kind of she they like blow over it. Her face like turns horrifying, which scared me as a little kid. And like turns green and disformed and I'm like, "What the?" I I don't remember what that's all about, but it, she he gets she gets hit with a dart. And I think the original plan for that was that the dart would just instantly kill her but they're like that's too dark she's actually like a body switcher changer i'm like that's a thing in star wars when has that ever been a thing so like they didn't want to show like an actual person dying no no no. so they're just like oh kids won't like this unless we make them purple because who cares about purple people yeah purple yeah purple people and the fact that they could have just been like, oh, the dart just revealed her true self. She's not really dead. They, like, I don't ever, like... <laughs> it's never, like, really brought up. You have to, like, look into deep fiction. Not deep fiction. Deep lore to figure out what happens with Zam Wessel. How and many... So, you have to look into how many levels Coruscant actually is. Yeah. That's how deep the lore you gotta go in. And, of course, the death sticks oh, are yeah. there. We, we already talked about de- death sticks. It's a thing. They're, then, they're addictive. They are. And uh, Obi-Wan, he takes the dart to a giant cantina creature monster who apparently is his friend. I don't know when they were supposed to have met or like, they act like we're supposed to care about this guy. And I'm like, I don't know who this is. And it's like, oh yeah, this is from Kamino. How does he know it's from Kamino? Plot. Plot happens and he tells him it's from Kamino. So then he goes to Kamino and he finds out clones are being made, but they're being made by someone. I don't remember this plot point. It's real dumb. It's made by someone. They don't know who ma- who's making the clones. And I think we eventually realize it's Emperor Palpatine. I mean, it's just Chancellor Palpatine at that point. What's the difference? Am I right? And then... <laughs> um, <laughs> and oh, uh, Anakin is on Naboo. That's real bad. 
that that whole thing. They frolic through like a field, and I'm just like, this isn't Star Wars. I want to die. <laughs> they like roll around, and Anakin gets all really creepy with Matt Padme, and she's like, I don't really want this. But the plot says she does, so then she does for whatever reason. Um, and then sand line happens. That's not good. And then there's a weird pear scene, which I think just, it gets glossed over too often. That there's a scene where they CGI a pear <laughs> into, this, into the scene, when they could have easily just put it on like a string and had it float around. They CGI a pear, and Padme has to look like she's eating the pear, and it's like so bad. It's horrible. Nah, dude. See, if we if our movie's gonna have this amazing budget, we can't CGI pairs. No, no, no. Gotta get the real, gotta real, get the real thing pairs. in the air. I agree. I agree. I, I, I want the pair to be ripe. The ripe for my act for, for Daisy Ridley to enjoy. Yeah. Pear. Daisy Ridley's gonna be eating that pair. We can't give her any how, subpar. How do you know it was a pair? Maybe space it's a pair. space pair. It's a space yeah. pair. Whatever. Uh, CGI. <laughs> CGI space pairs. Maybe that's they just eat how pairs the are in space. <laughs> so, after that, the only way I know what the plot of this movie is, if I'm being honest, is that I'm going through the levels in Star Wars Lego. <laughs> because I haven't watched this movie in a long time, but those levels are burned into my mind. <laughs> So they skip this in the game because they probably didn't want you, like, massacring things in a kid's game. But they go back to Tatooine to find his mom. I don't know why that happens. I just know that it does. Because he had the dreams. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, this is the thing about these movies, is that things just happen <laughs> in the prequels. They're like, why does this happen? I don't know. We need, a plot, we need a plot excuse to get him there. It's like, okay, he's having dreams. Oh yeah, that's lazy. And then, so he goes there, and he meet uh, we meet a really racist Jewish stereotype again. And here he is, he's flying around. He's like, "Oh, I sold your mother." <laughs> and it's like, okay, this is weird. And then I sold her to this guy who owns a farm. It's like, uh oh. And then the guy has to continuously say, "I really loved your mom." It's like, no, no, you didn't. You you bought a woman. <laughs> like that seems a little, yeah feels like that's uh like maybe maybe crossing a couple boundaries it's like she probably nah, feels like she has space to has no bounds oh no space should have bounds it's called personal space for a reason and uh i mean i thought that was pretty good i'll i'll take a couple rounds of applause but no all right, moving on. Uh, for some reason, the Tusken Raiders took her, and, like, this is another weird thing, is that, like, we all know what those Tusken Raiders were doing. Why is this a plot point in a kid's movie? This is really messed up. And then, like, she dies in his arms, which, again, we know what those Tusken Raiders were doing. Why is this a plot point in a kid's movie? I don't know what they were doing. And then she dies in his arms, and then he massacres every single one. And then he's like, not only the men, but the women and the children, too. And Padme, for some reason, is like, still want to tap that. I mean, I don't get it. I, I mean, have it. you seen the way he, he looks? Yeah, I have. Padme was into that. I certainly have. Have you seen Especially the way she moves a pair? 
he moves the pair. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Okay. You can't you can't get that kind of pair movement. From oh my god. And so yeah, she still really just wants Anakin, and it's like he just admitted to like trying to commit genocide there. That seems like a bit much. Maybe that's a let me. That's a red flag to maybe watch out for. Nah, dude, you, you brush over that. That's that's nitty gritty stuff. Don't worry about that. It's 2017. So uh, Obi Wan goes to Geonosis because he does, and then he sends out a help signal for whatever reason. I think it's like he found Count Dooku and he's like, "I need backup," and then Anakin's like, "We're almost there. Let's go." You know, the whole plan was to keep the queen safe so she wasn't in harm's way. Uh, you know, you know what? Instead, let's take her to this planet where, like, everyone wants her dead. No, that makes sense. And then, uh, that happens for a while. Obi-Wan's in, like, a weird, like, thing. He's, like, a Jesus in the thing. I don't know if that's supposed to be some, like, Jesus metaphor. I don't know yeah. if George Lucas was really feeling yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's 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 the mono mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go to the droid factory, which is like actually a pretty interesting scene. I like that one just fine. Has a fun level in the game. The second level in the in the game, m- mind you, it goes straight to Kit Camino. And then straight to Droid Factory. Did you did you want like a a a, a pair cutting level? Yes. That you wanted? Yes. Worth a lightsaber. You have you have to avoid sand and collect <laughs> pairs. Now modern Lego <laughs> games would totally have made a level out of that. <laughs> like they'll make a level out of anything nowadays. But uh, yeah. So then they're in the Coliseum or whatever. And then this is the part that really scared me as a kid. Like I had nightmares for weeks after is that all the creatures come out. And I think it was the big green one that really scared me. It's like that would be horrifying, right? But now you look at it and it's like, yeah, I can almost see the ones and zeros on that really. It's uh, pretty crazy. And uh, Padme gets that midriff cut open because we all needed that in a kid's movie. And uh, it's really uncomfortable. There's like the saber tooth tiger. Now that's the one that scared me. Actually, it's like the tiger. Oh, oh, oh! I actually get weird just thinking about it right now. I had to, like blocked it out of my memory. Like I remembered the green one and the red one, but I was like, what's the third one? And I remembered it's the cat thing. Spooked me. So then, yeah, Padme gets her shirt ripped open. It's like really weird again that that's in a kids movie, but whatever. And then uh, all the Jedi show up with the clone army. And Yoda's like, Yoda. And then it's like, wow, Yoda's here and he's not a puppet. That's crazy. So then they all get in the ship. And of course, uh, Jango Fett dies. Mace Windu cuts his head off. And then we see mm-hmm. Boba run up and hold the helmet to his head. And it's like, yeah, this is what we needed in this movie. I was really wondering where Boba Fett came from. Thanks. Ah, I was re- I was really no, I was really really worried about that. I was like, are, are we gonna learn where this cool character who is cool because he doesn't have any backstory comes from? I really hope that's what happens in this movie. So that well, happens. What, what, if, what if we gave him an entire film? No, that would be okay all his with. own. Now the only reason I'd be okay with that is because they need to fix who Boba Fett is. 
he can't be this kid anymore. He has to be like someone who killed Boba Fett and took his armor. That's an awesome idea. Do that, Disney. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, so then they go and they find Count Dooku and it's like, oh no, Anakin is too angry and he has a green lightsaber in this scene for a reason. And he gets uh, his arm cut off by Count Dooku and he does the lightning. And it's like, wow, this is really spooky. I think our heroes are going to die. But then Yoda comes in, real cool, real green. And he starts flipping around like a Mexican jumping bean. And you're like, this isn't okay. This isn't all right. Yeah, it is. I don't like it. I don't like it. You can, that's fine if you like it. I'm not there for that. I am there for when he does the lightning and Yoda catches it in a ball and then like throws it back at him. That's cool. That part I like. I like the idea that Yoda wouldn't need a lightsaber because he's just so like one with the force. Oh, that would be so much cooler. But like, no, that happens. And then, mm, the gun the Clone Wars have. And then it's like, oh yeah, then the movie ends. And then we find out, like, it's like obviously it's uh, Emperor Palpatine behind that hood. Like, it's not even clever. You're not even trying to hide it anymore. Whoa, that was that was Palpatine. Yeah. Whoa. What? I just I I, I I didn't realize that no. before. And now now the whole the the whole trilogy makes sense to me. It really does. I would have done episode three, but it's longer. But that's the whole reason I wanted to do a bad movie on. And also, Star it's Wars. it's not a bad movie. Yeah, and, it's actually uh, pretty good. I actually watched some scenes from Episode Three. That's what made me think about it, because I was like, "What's that line in Star Wars Three? Like, this is how liberty dies with like thunderous applause or whatever." And then I watched the scene. I'm like, "Oh my god, she just didn't care anymore." She does. She's like, so this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! Like, I can't even blame her. She's a great actress, but she just didn't care. And it's like, all right, here we go. It's she, she, she uh, used up all her acting energy trying to act out eating a pear that wasn't there. So, can you can you really blame her? Can you imagine what hell it must have been on those sets? Like, it must have been pretty, like, oh, okay, George, all right, like, okay, sure, bud. Now, I want you to put, now, I really want you to pretend that you're eating a pear, and it's gonna be, like, a space pear, and it's gonna be right here, and you're gonna take a big bite, and you're gonna say, mm, thank you, Anakin, for the space pear, it's very good. That's my George Lucas impression. <laughs> I actually don't think it's that bad, that is how he talks. Savage. Um, I love you, George Lucas. You just shouldn't have made the prequels. That's all I'm gonna that's my that's my piece. Guys. Sure. Everyone loves him when he makes good movies. Make a few bad movies <laughs> that ruin the good movies, and suddenly everyone hates you. <laughs> yeah, oh man, can you imagine what that must be like? Uh let's move on to the fault in your stars. This is, of course, the segment where we go on to the internet, we find a good review for a bad movie, or a bad review for a good movie. We take all the spoiler bits, all the things that would give away as to what the movie is, we throw it out there, we have the other two try and guess what the movie is, 
and then it's all just a good jolly old good time and we all have a good time playing so who's got it this week uh i have it aaron and i was i was just looking them up during the last segment because i had forgotten Ah. i had them so okay i i hope you guys can get them because i didn't have much time okay but guess what got a couple get them get them we will that's a yoda one star. Mm. Bed. 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 Okay. B e d. B e d. Bed. Got, got a good idea. All right. Okay. Next. Next. Uh huh. Star. One star. Rotten Tomatoes is rotten indeed. Cannot even b- delete account. Been trying for weeks. Same message below. FM. Sorry. The server has encountered a problem loading this page. This error has been logged and we will be looked into and will be looked into. Click here to return to the previous page. Still need help? Visit the Round Tomatoes homepage or contact us. That's a good review. One star. One star. Huh? Okay. Alright, one star. This is fresh, but Justice League is rotten? Well, that's planet Earth for you. Okay, so it was written recently. Alright. One star. There are no words to describe the torture of sitting through this movie. Clearly, the 95% Ron Tomato score was an early score as a result of the cast and crew leaving favorable reviews. In a just and decent world, there is no way this movie can reach a 95%. It was such a painful showing. It was so painfully boring. Blank's accent and speech pattern makes you want to stick a Glock 40 in your mouth and pull the trigger. I mean that. To show you how far our culture has eroded, no movie I've been to this year, and that's most of them, many of them masterpieces, has received claps at the end. But the brain-dead millennial audience clapped for this one. Doesn't surprise me. It was as empty and dull as they are. My friend was also brain-dead by the end of the movie, almost needing medical attention. <laughs> oh my god. The dumber the movie, the movie these days, the better it fares. Uh, with the dumb young audiences that only show up for blank and blank and clap at the mere sight of anything they like. God be with you if you see this movie. Oh my god. Savage. 95. Oh, I mean, I think I know what it is. <laughs> Wanna fill me in, Jake? I think it's probably Thor Ragnarok. Or is it not? It is not, no. Oh no. You're, 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 uh, missing, you're missing the, key, the key piece of this whole puzzle. Is bad. Is bad. Is bad. <laughs> Don't think about it too hard okay. because it's not going to make sense until like, you know. Does bad actually work there? So it's recent. It's a Justice League. Bad accents. Oh, wait. Is this three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri? No, it is no. not. No, damn it. I mean, what did Logan Lucky get? Mm. Go for it, David. Uh, just say it. Just, just Logan Lucky? It. <laughs> it is not Logan Lucky. Alright, give us the director then. The director's Wait, gonna I, give it away. Okay. Is it, is it the new Star Wars movie? No. Director. Do you want director? Yeah, yeah. Uh, James Franco. Oh. 
<laughs> disaster artist. Okay. Oh, bad. <laughs> okay. Oh, hi, Mark. There's it, no it, accents. That's just how he talks. It, it, it's bad. <laughs> bad room. But it's... Yeah. It's, it's a review. They were just trying to say... Yeah. It's 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 a that's how you review movies. Technically allowed to be on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, so there's something to it, I guess. Um, all right, Disaster Artist. Oh my God, I was so excited to see Disaster Artist, but it's so far away. Is it ever gonna come to Saginaw? I would assume they're gonna expand it right. again. Right. Yeah. Because it did really well this weekend. Yeah. My guess is probably not. This weekend, but next weekend, we'll probably be able to see it, David. Well, this weekend is Star Wars anyway, so... Dude, and then Shape of Water is almost here. That's my clap, but in snap form. Guys, this has been episode 82 of Reboot Already Underway. If you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at dbex with two S's 15 on Twitter. You can find Aaron at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. And this clever blog name is already taken at Tumblr.com. It's a little early to promote it, but the Aarons, of course, are coming at some point. Like, They'll probably not be and, for, like, till mid-January. No, I know. And the David. But do you know how close And the, and the David. David, you have, to, you have to give me a category. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm rotating. Gonna, I, okay. I think I'm going to add a new one every year. So we're going to keep the same. So keep the last one animal, going, but also add a new one. Then add a new one. If that's okay, if I can just butt, like, butt right into the air. We'll see. We'll see if I can come up with enough nominees for another animal one. I can't think of an animal one this year. Like Black Phillip. Because I, I know, like, last year I also did, like, a best original song category. And I don't know if I'm going to bring that back because I'm like. There, I haven't seen as many song-based films this year. Right, right. What about the... You got the... Is it the Porgy from Star Wars? What's it called? The Porg. The, the Porg. Porg? Maybe the, the Porg. Porg. <laughs> Maybe. The crystal foxes that just look like a Pokemon. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Um, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to say, we're getting there. It's almost mid-January, <laughs> which is, like, really scary to think about. Oh, my God, I've seen too many movies to write about this year, and I'm not done yet, so... No, the competition is going to heat up once I, I get on winter break. I hope, you're, I hope you're happy. I gave you this week. I could have busted down on some movies this week, but I'm like, you know what? We're tied, and I'm going to let this week sit, because I know he's doing... He's doing his... Because I'm, yeah, like 24-7 doing homework. Yeah. Now, that being said, it will kick into gear tomorrow because I'm probably seeing Coco tomorrow because that uh, Olaf's Frozen Adventure. It's all okay, I was going to ask, is it because they finally got rid of yeah. the uh, Frozen shirt? Oh, God, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I don't want to watch Olaf's Frozen Adventure. And, of course, if you want to find me around the Internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. I have a lot of tweets about the Game Awards up there with Aaron, who also co-hosted with me. Thank you again, Aaron. For being a lovely co-host this year. Uh, you're welcome. I'm. I don't I, know I what liked, I did. I, liked I don't know a what I'm responding to, but <laughs> I favorited a lot of the tweets. Thank you, Dan. I, I assumed you would have appreciated the always sunny one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nobody look. Nobody look. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Don't worry. I didn't watch the Shape of Water trailer. So they showed a trailer before Lady Bird when I went to go see it. So I saw the new trailer anyway. 
And of course, you can find me at Jake Lace on Tumblr. Of course, I'm going to work on my every movie I've watched this year list. But that again, that won't be up until like mid-January. And I'm also working on a top 10 video games one, which is going to be kind of shorter. And also, I've only played like 12 video games this year. 2017 video games this year. So, some ones that really aren't that great are going to be in there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that one I've kind of already been working on. I've got some stuff written up for some some of the games but i'm going through i'm playing a couple bit more i'm playing a couple bit more playing a little bit more some of the games i'm almost done with uncharted lost legacy i've been doing like a chapter a night recently it's good stuff but uh yeah what was i gonna say oh yeah and if you want to find the podcast around the internet you can find us at uh reboot already underway on twitter facebook uh itunes soundcloud you can email us at RebootArtyUnderway at gmail.com. You can leave us a review. You can do all the things that you want to do. Join us next week. When we're talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi for our uh, What Have You Been Watching segment. And also, we're going to talk about... I missed it. I missed it last week. Please. Did no one, did no one announce did. the Bye Bye Man? I did. Last week? I took okay. it for okay. you. Yeah. It's what the people come for. Yeah. It's what they come back for. I'm sorry to be talking about it next week. (laughs) So bye bye, man. There we go. See you all next week. Goodbye. Thank you, and goodbye.